a little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Welcome to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Live on the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Immediately. Fucking. Fucking immediately. <laughs> hey, get out of that trash can. Shum boy. Shum boy. Well, he knows it's a classic game. I'm still a mouthful. Yes, I did. I was He's like, this is the Welcome to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on a Monday. And I am Levi, and I actually have a very special treat for you guys today. Oh. Are you ready for this? Can I introduce myself first? Yeah, introduce yourself first. <laughs> are, I mean, are you sure? Is that, I mean, is that okay? No, it's not, but just do it. All right, you ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Did you hear that? I did. You know why I did that? Because we're not recording in the morning. Did you hear that? <laughs> what are you doing? That's what my special surprise was. What the fuck? You literally, you literally just took the wind out of my surprise, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now it's... I feel like a piece of shit. People come to expect it from my drunk ass. Yeah, it's okay. Well, see, that's the thing. That's what I was. That's what my whole surprise was. I went to. Uh... This is my first white claw ever. Oof. Yeah, I wanted to try them, and I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna have my first white claw ever on the Hills and Quads podcast today. <laughs> And Damn. and that's and because you know I can't do it in the morning, right? So, so it actually kind of worked out that I felt like shit this morning. Yeah, and I just had my first sip too. It's a you know, it what, what flavor it is. is it? Well, I got the variety pack. I'm sipping a raspberry because I figured I'd start with that one. A raspberry? Yeah, a raspberry because uh, I was like, I I don't know if I should start with a lime, and I'm not going to be into the grapefruit one. So, yeah. I'd save, like, the grapefruit one for, like, if you get a little bit of a buzz ski. And it doesn't matter what it tastes and like. Then, yeah, you don't <laughs> give a shit. That's like when you're drunk and, like, you're, like, hanging out with somebody that smokes and they smoke, like, Doral's. Yeah. And you're like, ah, fuck it. You know what? It's a smoke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it, man. I love that you are, are partaking in. I feel like we're drinking together, kind of. That's kind of what the plan was, man. I got to go. I'm going to run downstairs and grab myself a little nicotine pouch real quick. There you but, go. I got uh, my vape ski. Yeah, I was I was just 
Uh, lately, I've been wanting to. I mean, I even texted you about it like last week or whatever. Yeah. I've been wanting to drink uh, some White Claw. I just been really wanting to try it and like see what all the hype's about. And obviously, it's like there's a ton of that seltzer stuff now, like Bud Light oh, seltzer. Yeah. Truly, isn't that Scarlet Letter? Isn't that seltzer too or whatever? Yeah. Uh, there's a new Smirnoff that's a seltzer with Dave Batista. <laughs> that one you sent yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there's that one, and then there, they have, like, a variety pack, like White Claw and Bud yeah. Light. Bud Light has the seltzer, like you said. I actually almost tried that one. Yeah. But I didn't. I, Amanda I got the that. Smirnoff ones, the variety ones, and she, she's not, like, a huge fan, but, like, she just drank them really fast, but she got drunk super quick on those. Like, what's her <laughs> what's her go-to seltzer if she does one? Uh, she likes, like, the regular, like, Smirnoff cans. Oh, uh, Okay. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're can folks. You know how we do it over here. I mean, I I get that though, because bottles they clink around. They clink around. They're like the trash guys. They no, sweat like, like even, a motherfucker. Oh, I can't. I can't do that, dude. Yeah, I get. I get and that. I'll I'll have a bottle slip right out of my fucking hand if it's cold enough. Yeah, the, like the summertime. I've been at barbecues before and had bottles slip out and bust on fucking concrete. This claw, you know, this claw is okay. I think we just we were. Like, I got the, what is it, like, 12 in a pack? Obviously, I won't yeah. drink all those tonight. But <laughs> You'll have to. Uh, that's what I told uh, Mariah, actually. I was like, I'll probably drink two. I'll drink one during the show and one after, and then I'll sober up so I can, like, do whatever later. <laughs> be able to function. Be as able to function. I should be fine off just two. There, I mean, but it is the same as a beer, and I don't, I yeah. really don't drink a lot anymore. Like, I used to actually... Right. I used to actually Dude, drink. We, you had a run there for a while, man. Like, yeah. With the, with the, the wine. Vino. Yeah, the, man. The blood, man. You I was were on killing the vino. It. Yeah, every night I was drinking wine. and So, you know, I figured I'd share this moment. You didn't really take the steam out of it. I just, I was, I was like, when you cracked it open, I was like, no fucking way. I wondered why you got so quiet, because I expected a pop. Well, I mean, I popped like inside, like my heart. Yeah. And then I was like, damn. But it's still cool because I'm sharing my first ever White Claw with you in the audience. So White Claw, if you want to sponsor the show, email us at heelsandquads at gmail.com. That's right. Let me get a little swig of this. Swig a claw for the working man. That's right. What? What? What is this? What is this White Claw bullshit? I uh, want your Cold Stone IPA. <laughs> Cold Stone. Uh so uh, I I'm in the mobile studio as you know the keys are not in the ignition because I'm responsible, um, oh. but I did bring a care package out. So I have three Bud Light skis because I have I'm having to switch it up from drinking so much during quarantine that I have to switch up the flavors. So I'm buying different beers. Oh. And yeah, I was wondering why you had Bud Light. Well, they come in thirty packs. Yingling, I can only get in 24. So I'm like, okay. mm, an extra it. six beers for like an extra two bucks. Yeah, that's worth it. So ever since the release of Yingling in our area, though, you have been a Yingling guy, right? Oh, yeah. I've been Yingling since day one. I was the first person in the state to actually be able to purchase it. I got an early in uh, the warehouse. Yeah, in, in, the Ar- in Arkansas. Oh, okay. In the state. Uh, the liquor store here called me and let me know they got it in the day before they were actually supposed to put it out and let me buy it early. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, they knew because I've been like really pushing them. I'm like, you gotta, we gotta work this out with Yingling. How do we get it in Arkansas? 
And when it was announced and the buildup for it was so fucking incredible. I was so pumped. And then taking that first sip of an ice cold fucking yingling. Because, of course, they had that back home, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We had it in Jersey. I I told Amanda, like, when I was old enough, when I moved back, when I was 22, 22, yeah, because 22, 23, yeah. Uh Man, me and my brother, we'd sit there and just get fucking hammered on that, dude. And, like, I, I've, to this day, I've never had a hangover on Yingling or Yingling Light. Oh, okay. But everything mm. else will give me a fucking hangover. Bud Light gives me a bad hangover. What but about not as bad as Budweiser? I don't know, man. I'm just, <laughs> maybe I'll try it. No, you, no, you have too much hair on your chest to try this. And I, I, dude, I, have, I, sh- I have hair, but, you know. What'd you say? You shaved? I, I trimmed my beard and shaved my neck finally for the first time since quarantine wow, started. Wow, okay. I wanted to clean up, man. Like, just in case you need to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> just in case my unemployment runs out and I have to go to work for Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you can go sanitize cards and stuff. We were actually, I mean, obviously I just said it, but we were just there earlier and I like, I was going to buy a PS4 controller and then I forgot and then I was like, when I was ringing up, I was like, I thought I bought something, like, fun and expensive. And then I looked, and I was like, oh, yeah, I got White Claw. Uh, mm. I'm excited about this White Claw thing, dude. I'm excited for this journey. I've been excited to have a drink. You know, when was the last time I had a beer or a, a drink? It's been it's been a while. It's been dude. probably since around Christmas time, yeah. You usually message me anytime you drink, and it's been months. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, I, would, I, I guess dude, I could go that long. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, it's your thing. You know, it's all right. Yeah, it is. But you're it's like, my a, gimmick. it's, it is. It's so you, you're not like an alcoholic, but you just, no. it's like you're, it's like a cigarette for you, but sometimes you just don't smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know I, how to explain it. I'm trying I to mean, let the audience know, you know? Like, I drink responsibly. I don't yeah. get like so fucking hammered. I can't take care of my kids. No. And, and like, I, you cook, do get I cook that dinner hammered, every night. They're long gone in bed. Oh yeah, they're they're way asleep yeah. before I get that. Like anyway. I can attest to that. So, like last night. <laughs> yeah, that was th- another reason this morning when you're like, I'm not feeling it. Can we do it tomorrow? I was like, he got fucking shit house last night. I bet. <laughs> I did. I did. I dude. I did get shit house. But like, I woke up and I wasn't hungover. Just like I said, the pollen, the, my allergies are fucking killing me. Yeah, it was like worse than a hangover. Like I, like I told you last week, we took to get the we took the Jeep to the car wash to get it washed because it looked it was yellow, dude. It, our Jeep was John Dice. <laughs> if it was a Jeep, here we go. I'm taking a live. I'm taking a as we're recording this. I just walked in the bathroom and I'm taking a photo in my bathroom mirror with my white oh, cloth. You're saying I'm taking a piss. I'm like, damn, it's already hit you. No, no. Well, <laughs> earlier, like, I've also been on the seltzer water, so I've been drinking LaCroix, and I got some bubbly, too. Uh, dude, I can't do that. I, I just can't. You know me, how I drink water non-fucking-stop. I get so bored I had a big-ass... I, I got a big-ass glass of water, though, right before we started. You're probably parched. I was, dude. <laughs> I've been drinking water all day. I haven't had it so... Whoa. There hey. you go. I didn't even have coffee today. Do you not get a headache if you don't drink coffee? Uh, sometimes, but sometimes I like to punish myself. <laughs> for being a piece of shit caffeine for, addict. <laughs> for being a piece of shit. Just in general? Dude, I, uh, so what was it? I'm trying to think. What's today? Monday? Yeah. Saturday, I, uh, started, uh, MOB The Show 20. Okay, yeah. And, uh, dude, I stayed up till four o'clock in the morning playing that game. Wow. 
And I started at like 10 a.m. Damn, dude. You need like yeah. blue light glasses for that. I I dipped almost a full can of fucking dip in 24 hours. I'm surprised you didn't dip a full can. Well, no, because you keep it in for an hour or two, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I keep mine in for about an hour and a half. Uh, but I did buy a roll last time I went to the gas station. I went ahead and got a, a roll of dip, so I, it lasts me a couple of weeks. Yeah. So you're, you, I'm smart. you still smoke cigarettes more than you dip, though, right? I don't smoke cigarettes at all. Oh, anymore, that's dude. dude I I spaced on that. You haven't you haven't smoked in a while since it's been over a year. Uh, September of or October, right after we got back from Starcast. That's right. I made an ass of myself. Yeah, yeah. You definitely haven't smoked in. A, I guess I just lost track of time. I forgot that you've been vaping. I mean, I've cheated a couple of times, like at work and stuff. I've had a couple of cigarettes. Or if you're totally hammered, I mean, you know, you want one then. Oh, dude, I definitely still want them, especially when I drink. Like, the vape, the worst thing about the vapes are, is when I drink, it's, like, nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like, I'm hammering it, dude. Yeah. And, like, I'll have to change my pods out. Like, if I drink a lot, I'll have to change my pod out the next morning. You're a jeweler, like, no right? no question about it. Uh, right now, I got the the views, the Voose, oh, views, okay. whatever. They have them at Murphy's over by Walmart. So. Yeah. They had a special on like 99 cents for the device. So I grabbed one of those or a few of those actually when they were on sale because we always lose them because they're easy to lose. Yeah, because they're like the size of a pinky finger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to have to run down to the the old Poplar gas station here in a minute and get me uh, some more Zen pouches. You know, I've tried all these other brands of these the pouches and I actually have a new pack sitting here right in front of me. It's called On. And I I, ha- I did uh, I used those when Amanda was in the hospital. Yeah, how are they? They're good. Uh, the wintergreen, of course. Yeah, if you're, I mean, if you're a dipper, you want uh, that was the first pouch I ever, the Zen pouch I ever tried was wintergreen because I was like, well, I'm an old dipper, I'm gonna like this, and then I was like, if I do wintergreen, I want grizzly wintergreen. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I liked them. It was convenient because I could do it at the hospital because they're allowed. And I'm not spitting and making a mess and, you know, all that. Yeah. I, I just swallow that spit. That didn't bug me. A little bit of heartburn, but. The only thing off-putting about the on is I look on the back of it and it says, enjoy for up to 20 minutes where my Zins, I keep those in for like an hour. Yeah. I mean, you can keep keep it in, but and, or you could just add to it. Yeah, that's You know, true. get a little, because, I mean, I put two of those in at a time. I got to yeah. have a little extra punch. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you you're want... in the hospital dealing with that bullshit. Yeah, but the funniest thing is, like, anytime I go to the gas station get a can of dip, and they, like, I'll walk out, or Amanda stopped and got me some before, and, she, like, almost, I'd say probably 70% of the time, Amanda, like, doesn't look at it, doesn't think to look at is it. Is it fine cut? Is he thinking about, no, it'll be fucking pouches. Oh, okay, yeah. And I'm like, dude, if I wanted a fucking pouch, I'd fucking put a tea bag in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. I hate fucking pouches, but the, those, the, the little nicotine pouches, those are nice. Those, you get full flavor out of it. Yeah, I usually, like, make it a point if I'm around people and I bust it out. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I know. I just put it in, I go, I know. <laughs> like, I just say it. You know what? I, You're just like, I know. I know. I'm a, I know what I'm doing here. You can go ahead and throw your shots at me. I, I really yeah. want to try that Grizzly Dark Wintergreen. I have a coworker who dips mm. it. And I'm always like, let me seen smell that it. Yeah, and it's, dude, Grizzly's up, man. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but when I was dipping, I could get a can of Grizzly for like three fifty, 
Oh it's yeah, it's just like five and a half bucks now, or something like five yeah, fifty-six bucks. It's expensive, dude. dude. Used to be the welfare uh, bear. Gri- <laughs> yeah, Grizzly's decent. Uh, even Red Seal. Red Seal's good. Yeah, if you're if you're in a pinch, you know. Yeah. Plus, you get like the twenty-five percent more yep. cans bigger. Okay, another uh, thing about thi- that is that the can used to be wider to you, or is it just me? Uh huh. <laughs> okay. No, it it did. Um, but like the only only dip I really never liked was Longhorn. I could never jump on board with that. Yeah. And they got tubs up. That was now. like, yeah, that's like bargain basement shit. Though. Oh, like it's like a super dollar savers. 50. Yeah. Yeah, it's so gross. Like, I remember when I first started dipping, I think Longhorn was like 88 cents. <laughs> it's like right next to Kayak and Stoker's. <laughs> kayak. Kayak. Dude. Ooh, Pootski. Yep. Mm. Get that Pootski up. Yeah, Kayak. We used to buy cans of Kayak grape, and we had this dude at school who. Like, he was just one of those dudes that wanted to look cool. And he was like, you know, like, those big guys that feel cool because they're big? Like, oh, I'm big. Yeah. So I'm cool. Like, rednecks, usually. That's the kind of people that, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and they have tiny peckers. Oh, and they massive diesel trucks that get four miles to the gallon. Yeah. And they, oh, they're the assholes that blow the black smoke. Yeah. yeah. I know exactly who you're talking they, about. Uh, I had this one, and, well, quite a few, but... One of them, I believe, he's passed away now. And rest in peace to that guy because he was really cool. But yeah. uh, he would scuff. Shout, shout out to that guy. Yeah, shout, shout out to old Chris Chris Todd. Yeah, there we go. I hate to name drop that on there, but he was he was well, a cool. Dude. He's not famous, so we won't get nasty tweets about it. Yeah. Anyways, um, but he used to. We used to buy the kayak grape, and he's one time he stuffed four cans in his mouth. So what? Yeah, long, here we go. Here's a little throwback story. While I'm drinking the claw here, um, I used to have a YouTube channel where I dipped. Did I ever tell you about that? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Are they still up? No, 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 no. I took them down. I took them down a long time ago. Oh, I ha- actually, I had man. two different YouTube channels. First, my OG channel, uh, and there's still actually an old video of it of me. Uh, boxing this kid where really I just wreck him and it's like choppy video footage. It's the only one on there. It's Cope eight three two zero one one is the channel and I used to do dip videos and dip reviews. So I would always like get a can. Like I I tried like all of them and I review it and be like, oh, it's good. There was a whole community, dude, of these dippers on YouTube. Um, one of the main guys was Cajun Tiger six one six. He's gone now, and uh, Outlaw. Outlaw Dipper, who's now Outlaw, he's still around on YouTube, but he's like, he still does the dip thing, but he's like a really big, just a big channel. He does other stuff now, too. He's like a redneck, lives in California, or Colorado. And uh, there was a bunch of dudes. Anyways, the whole dip community, and so I got in that and started uploading videos, and you know, I'd get like, I don't know, 300 to 1,000 views. And uh, yeah, well, back then, you know, there wasn't a ton YouTube wasn't as big back then, so getting a thousand views was somewhat normal. Of course, you have to have the subscriber amount. And then my second channel was L Stuntman Z, because Stuntman, because my Xbox name, like you know, when you get the game system and it like generates a name for you, yeah, it was like Stuntman LZ93, and I was like, oh, it's cool, I'll be a Stuntman. So I made a YouTube channel and I smoked weed on it because there was a. <laughs> There was a weed community too. It was ATM, always token well, of marijuana. Of course, dude. Yeah. Ass to mouth. Yeah. Well, that's the funny part is like, but it was apparently, 
always Toki Marijuana. So I used to um, smoke blunts and put music over the video and upload it. And I believe my my best video is this Wake and Bake blunt video. And I'm like blasting rap. You know, I dubbed over music on it. And uh, I got like 4,000 views, man. Wow. Yeah. So that was my that was my earlier uh, days in the, what do you call it, social media business, I guess you could say. Yeah, content creator before it was cool. Yeah, Windows Movie Maker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I made my uh, my first Your Elvis, Elvis videos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, poorly shot by my sister, who was 14 at the time. But she uh, could hold a camera, though. I mean, it was shaky, but I mean, <laughs> the sound was decent. Yeah. Because um, it was a smaller venue. And I, I still, to this day, don't know how we packed so many people in that small of a, of a building. But um, like here? No, I, Arkansas? Uh, it was, it, yeah, it was in, uh, where was it? It was uh, Calico Rock. Oh, the, no most shit. of the videos. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's one video from the Bull Shoals here, which that place was huge. Yeah. That was like a, that was like a thousand. 900, 1,000 seats, sold that out. Was your paydays good? Um, oh, yeah, dude. The Bull Shoals one was, what did I make off that? We did we did nine, I think it was 950, I think it's 958 seats, $12 a head. Oh, no shit. And that, well, yeah. that doesn't all go to you, though, right? Or did no, you get? I, what I did, how I did it when I did the Elvis thing, and this was a great, if you're ever, like, in a band or anything like that, great way to, Get booked in bigger venues if you think you can sell it out. Like, if you have a little bit of a following, and I did doing that. Like yeah. Major. Way better than podcast. <laughs> but, uh, like, I split the door 50-50. But then how I made my nut was merch. Ah, okay. The, the scarves, and, uh, like, if they didn't get one, I'd, I'd sell them. Or... Uh, CDs, DVDs, uh, pictures, oh, you, all that kind of shit. Covers. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, um, and people bought it, dude. It was so weird because I'm like, you could just buy an Elvis record; it's way better than my shitty ass quality stuff. But you'd but, make a good I nut mean, off that. Yeah, but people wanted to support me. Like, dude, I'd make so that the Bull Shoals show. I made whatever that is, twelve times nine fifty eight half. Um, and then I made about three hundred in merch sales. I'm about to do that math ski right now. Yeah, do it. I want to because I can't remember how much it was, but it was uh, quite a bit. Twelve times. 12 times 950? Yeah, 958. And then something like that. And then divide that by two. Yeah. So $5,700. Yeah. For that, for that bull show's show. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. The old peeps like that, though. Oh, yeah. And I fucking blew money like crazy when I did that shit. Like, I should have saved that money from when I traveled and did it and stuff. That's all right, though. See, isn't that amazing how. When when did you do that? Like, what were the years? Uh, I started when I was. I started doing shows like paid shows when I was like sixteen. Okay. And I quit when I was my last show was I was twenty three. I started practicing it like just for like friends and family and stuff when I was like thirteen. So I did okay. it for like ten years. So it's like back in that time period, you could make five grand off of a, off of a uh, small the bigger uh, shows, the bigger yeah. shows, yeah, off of a theater. I mean, show. yeah, a thousand dollars seat, you know, theater. That's a good show. And I mean, there's stand up comics that do that. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, totally. They just charge more because they're because they're famous. Yeah. 
But you you could make and, that, and I could make four thousand views on a YouTube video. Versus now, it's like people struggle to even get somebody to hear a song. Yeah, dude. Because so look at us, man. Yeah, trying to get a, a podcast out. Shout out to uh, everybody listening and reviewing and stuff right now because. Uh, as of today, I sent it to Levi. We were number 71 on Apple Podcasts uh, wrestling charts, which is huge. That's a big deal. Yeah. It's not the highest we've ever been. I think the highest we ever got was like in the, we were like 23 or something one time. Yeah, that's and pretty we're wild, ho- man. We're holding strong in Brazil at number 51, and in Greece, we're like number 32. Well, the Rio de Janeiro kind of, like the Hall of Fame kind of put us over. Well, yeah, dude. So... But that's a shoot. That's I mean, that's crazy that we like people listen to us in Brazil and Greece. Yeah, that is crazy, man. Like, can they? Well, Greek Greek folks they don't they don't have a different language, do they? They speak it. Uh, I think it's just I don't remember Greece. I'm very unfamiliar with. I know I love euros and tzatziki and hummus. Like that's all dude, good. Uh, those fucking euros we got in fucking Shamboig. Uh, oh, God, dude. Those were fucking good. That would be one thing that I would be like, Tommy, let's get in the car and drive to Chicago and drive right back. Just to go get those, that... like, Chipotle style, like, at the buffet like that. Yeah. That was probably the highlight of the weekend, honestly. But what sucked is, like, the the euros still tasted great, but that was when we hit, like, our all-time low when we went Oh, there. yeah, we were pissed. Yeah. That's right after we packed up shop. Yeah, we wouldn't even look at each other. And then we're like, okay, well, let's just go back to the, the Hyatt, the Missy Hyatt. You were like, you just want to go home? <laughs> yeah. I and said, I was like, dude, speaking. we still, <laughs> we still got all in tomorrow. Dude. Yeah. That was the only thing that kept, kept it rolling, dude. Cause I was like, I was like, literally I'll drive home and like, you can just get a plane ticket. And it was like, <laughs> there was like a moment of like, <sighs> but then it was, and like I was all uh, in, you know? like, I think the the thing that pissed me off the most that whole weekend was the shirts. The oh fuck, I forgot all about the shirts, dude. dude. I totally Do you remember how that. much I was on the phone with that fucking yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. Did though that like, ended up happening though. I ended up getting them and my and my money back. And you sold which them. Which was all. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I sold I yeah, I sold some. I actually think uh Fodal, I think that's how we like right after he got into the show cuz I sold him like for like I don't know, it was like ten bucks or something on on Twitter, and I think he's one of the ones that bought one. Then I gave some away for giveaways, and like I gave like some family some, and you know, people who don't want to support the show but want to help out like by wearing it, yeah, <laughs> but don't want to like spend money. They're like, yeah, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash heels and quads. Yeah, well, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash heels and quads. That's a pretty cool site if you go check it out. Also, yeah. with this, uh, you know, being. I just want to spend money lately. Like, Dude, I want to buy spent fucking... way too much fucking money. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I want to buy shit. <laughs> and Amazon's pissing me off, and I get it. Like, it, I shouldn't say Amazon's pissing me off. It did piss me off because, you know, you pay for Amazon Prime, and it's like free Prime shipping May 12th, May 6th. Like, what the yeah. fuck? What happened to the two days? And it says they're... It says because of COVID and all that, they're doing yeah. expedited shipping. But, like, there's some stuff that's not priority that I can get in two days. Like, a, like I was going to buy a game on there, and it was like, you know, it'll be here in two days. And I was like, what? But I can't get guitar strings till May? <laughs> yeah, they're, like, trying to figure out what's essential and get that stuff out first. Yeah. So, Which, I mean, 
my my biggest problem right now is like why can't we still get not get toilet paper? Oh, okay. Why is there still such a shortage shortage on toilet paper on Amazon? Uh, anywhere we got Angel Soft today at the store. I got well now I got Scott from Dollar General. Scotty's good, dude. I like Scott. It's, uh, it, mine goes Cottonelle, uh, uh, Charmin, then Scott. I yours is pretty similar. Like Cottonelle's up there for me. It's the I fucking love that shit. You know what's dude. a really good one is Sam's Club forty eight pack for twenty four dollars. They it's it's like it's just the members mark brand, the Sam's brand, but it's basically yeah. Cottonelle. It's dude, it's like three squares and your ass is clean. Are you a are you Sam's Club member? Via uh, through my job, yes. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna start ordering toilet paper through you. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'll just check and ramen. Yeah, and ramen. You get like 300 packs for five dollars. <laughs> uh, anything else? I think we should probably talk some wrestling. At yeah, some we point. should probably talk about wrestling. That's 27 cold open. It's all right. It was a cold open. It was legitimately cold from the brew. It was fun, though. Yeah. Like, it was, you know, we're having a normal fucking conversation. We're just shooting. Yeah, that was pretty much like what if we were literally sitting at your house or my house right now drinking, that's probably the conversation that we'd be. That's had. exactly what we'd be talking about. Yeah. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Uh, I guess really the only thing other than what we're going to talk about, Spring Stampede 97, uh, the fucking releases, dude. I feel like we should talk about it. Yeah, let me, uh, you probably going to pull I'm, up the list. Yeah, that's what I'm working on here. Let me pull that up. No, quit. Damn it. Uh, while he's looking up the list, uh, and most of you probably, I'm sure, know that all of these by now. So make sure if they have a pro wrestling tea store and you got a little bit of, uh, of your stimulus check left around, go to pro wrestling tees.com uh, forward slash shields and quads first, of course, but then, you know, help out everybody that got released because even though they were making that fed New York money, you know, they're going to be out of work for a while. I didn't get a stimulus check. I make too much money. You didn't get a stimulus check. Yeah, dude. I make too much money. What? Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah, man. Well, I told you, I mean, I told you like off air that one time was like, you send me too much money for the show, so I'm not going to get paid. Oh yeah. The the <laughs> show puts you over the top. Yeah, dude. Like way over a hundred thousand. So, well, my, they, you know, they sent me one because I have kids. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I got the, uh, I got the list ski brought up here. So Kurt Angle. That's a very surprising one. Kurt Angle, Rusev, Drake Maverick, Zack Ryder, your buddy, 
Kurt Hawkins, yeah. Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Heath Slater, Eric Young, Rowan, Sarah Logan, No Way Jose, Mike Kyoto, Mike Canellis, Maria Canellis, EC3, Aiden English, Leo Rush, Primo, and Epico. And then there's the the agents or producers, Lance Storm, Mike Rotunda, Sarah Stock, Fit Finley, uh, Shane Holmes, Pat Buck, who is Davari, Scott Armstrong, and Lance Storm. So, and like, and everybody that's listening now, we're a little late on this, but like, so the word is the producers slash agents are probably like furloughed. So basically yeah, like they're, laid off. They're furloughed. So they'll, most of them, I'm assuming most of them will be back. Like I couldn't imagine Billy Kidman not coming back. Yeah. I couldn't imagine Fit Finley not coming back. Even Hurricane, like he's been there forever. Wh- which one of those, on the, it doesn't say Billy Kidman on that list though. Is that? Yeah. What's his? Billy Kidman's on there. Uh, Mike Rotunda, IRS, uh, Bray and Bo's dad. I'm yeah. sure he'll be back. He's been there for Lance, forever. Lance Storm, Shirley. Just Pitt came Finley? back, dude. Yeah. Lance just came back in November. He sold his wrestling school to come back to WWE and help them. Yeah, that's kind of shitty. He, and then you send him fucking home? Like, I'm... But it did say, I did read that they are paying everybody for 30 days. Well, that's what I was kind of... Which is nice. I was kind of thinking about that because, like, JR has mentioned on his podcast that if he said if Vince sends you off, he's going to take care of you. Yeah. So these dudes got to Which is pay nice. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, for the most part, I'm sure a lot of them have held on to quite Mike a bit Kiyota, of it. Mike Kyoto, dude. He's been with the company Mike for so long. 89 is when he started. How That's many crazy, big matches dude. has he fucking refed? 31 years he's been with the company. Or, yeah, but 31 you years. But you know why he got furloughed? Because he makes the most out of any ref. Yeah, that's exactly why. He's a senior official. Yep. Yep. But it's kind of funny because you think if he if he gets furloughed, you would think right under him has got to be Charles Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's surprising that he didn't go. Um Kurt Angle is an interesting one. I mean, he is just on like the Hall of Fame contract or whatever. But and then well, he still Rusev. does stuff backstage. He literally Rusev is the biggest. One. Yeah, Rusev I... and Lana got so Lana's still there because Bobby Lashley needs to have her around, like storyline wise. But yeah. Rusev's not. You know what? I hope Rusev goes to AEW. I- I'm not trying to like that. That was my my biggest thing with it. I know you're like kind of in mid thought there, so I was trying to help. Just you out. yeah, keep it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fix um, it. <laughs> but I just I don't. Now I lost my fucking train of thought. It's just the Rusev thing is like I'm okay with him leaving if he's going to work for one of the two or three bigger companies right now. Well, that's what Jr. said in that interview, or I guess maybe on his podcast. I don't know because I don't listen to those podcasts anymore, but. Uh, I, said, I, take it I, team. I read it and it said that Rusev would be his top priority if he was in charge of AEW. I think Rusev will go to AEW and Lana will be not far behind, but they could also spitefully just re-sign her to a massive fucking deal for to not use Why her. not, though? Why not? Because Renee Young's still in WWE. Huh? Renee Young's still in WWE, so why not keep Lana there? That's what I'm saying. Like, they could, WWE would sign her to some massive, ridiculous deal that she doesn't even need or, you know, deserve. deserve <laughs> just to no keep offense, her from, but... yeah, just to spitefully keep her away from Rusev from going to 
AEW. So, I mean, I want to see I want to see Rusev in AEW because he will be a heavyweight champion there. He'll be the champion. Oh, definitely, dude. They'll push him to the fucking moon. Like out of that list, who I would want to see go to AEW is I want to see Rusev there. I want to see Zack Ryder there. Kurt Hawkins. Zack's definitely going to go. Zack and Kurt will go. I guarantee yeah. it because Zack and Cody are best friends. Cody posted that long Instagram post. I don't know if you saw it. Uh-uh. But, like, I was, like, kind of choked up a little bit reading it because, I mean, he literally, they're best friends. Yeah, I didn't know that. And they do close. all the they do all the fucking uh, Disney shit and all that. Like, they were going to start an amusement park podcast at one point. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're super tight, and Brandy and Chelsea are friends. And actually, they introduced Zach to Chelsea because they were in Impact for a bit. Oh yeah, yep. So, so that's how that all got started. I also like the thing about going these people going to AEW is they don't really have any need to sign them right now without an audience, like without, with right. a lack of income. But I will say like, I am kind of ready to see some new familiar faces on AEW because I'm kind of getting tired of the same stuff every week. And I know they're trying to get people over and it's not like the same stuff every week. It's just like, I'm ready to be surprised again. Like, Holy shit. Zack Ryder's there. Yeah. And, it, and I mean, a lot of it is they're working with a skeleton crew too. It, yeah, and I get that. So that's why I'm kind of like, you know, they can't really bring anybody in right now. Like, they could probably sign them and be like, you know, here's some small paychecks to keep you alive for a while. But until yeah. we have a crowd, I really... To keep the fire burning yeah. out. Yeah, well, I guess we had Matt Hardy. Debut. Matt Hardy yeah, we and, had Matt Hardy and Brody. And Brody. So that was a recent um, thing. But, like, when we texted right after it happened... And, you know, you're like, oh, you know, he's definitely going to AEW or like the Good Brothers. We know they're either going to go to AEW or they're going to go back. They're going to do some time in Japan first, I think. I no doubt about so. that. Yeah, that's I was going to say. Hope so. I hope they get to do both. I hope they get one of those contracts. I, I, but, I'm excited to see them in Japan. Yeah, I want to see that again because, I mean, honestly, like we kind of cut. We came we came into Bullet Club like all um, like not the tail end of their run. But we got super into it on the tail end of their run there. Yeah, that's that's about when I kind of started doing the Bullet Club thing. Like, I was familiar with it, and I watched, like, clips, but I didn't start, like, watching, like, the like r- the first Wrestle Kingdom I actually watched was, I think, uh, Gallows and Anderson's last. And that was so the that first Penny and Okada, nine. Oh, no, 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 yeah, that would have been, so that would have been AJ and Shinsuke as well. Yeah, yeah. that was the first one I watched. Um, because I, I became a fan of them through talking shop and that's what made me want to start a podcast talking shop. and talking to, and speaking of talking shop, I got Levi fucking on board finally. <laughs> and, uh, he's listening to him as am I obviously, but man, they're, they're fucking killing it right now. You, Number one podcast in the world in anything. You know, who kind of got me on the white claw thing too was old Chad Carl Anderson. Old Chad Allegra. Chad Allegra and Drew Hankinson. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he – I know he's mentioned something about getting some White Claws with the wife and shit like that. And I was like, man, I want to drink some White Claws. Like, there's people well, – You you, you want to be Chad Allegra. Nah, not necessarily. I'm, I'm more of a <laughs> – uh, uh, no, Chad Allegra is pretty cool. I like the way yeah. he talks. Uh, uh, of the two? 
you like you like Anderson or Gallows better? Honestly, uh, like in it, ring Anderson, right? In rings Anderson, and I think Gallows would be someone I would like sit and have a beer. But see, that's the thing I could sit and have a beer with both of them. Oh yeah, you well, if you're gonna have a beer with one, you gotta have a beer with both. Yeah, because they they're a package deal. They're like us, you know. Like if we get signed yeah. to Japan, like it's not it's both of us. It's coming, dude. We'll be doing yeah. uh, we'll be doing hills and quads from the Tokyo Hotel. The Tokyo Dome Hotel. <laughs> hmm Primo and Epico, Leo Rush, Aiden English, EC3, Maria Canales, Mike. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy list of people that left Sarah EC3? Logan. Yeah. Where do you, thank I can God. see EC3 going. Yeah. Go back to fucking Impact, dude. Even, yeah, even that. I, I'd like to see EC3 in Japan. I would, too. I, I think that, that's why I said earlier about the three big companies, like who will go where. You know, Impact is technically a big one. Obviously, AEW and New Japan. Like, AEW and Japan are, like, I just don't see Ring of Honor as, like, I still see it as kind of just, like, it's a big company, but it's still a developmental in my eyes. It just always kind of has been. It's like the equivalent of a baseball AAA team. It's the yeah. highest of the, you know, the unders. Yeah, like, and it's good. It's still, it's really it, good. It, yeah, but... it's not that it's not good wrestling. It's not that they don't have a lot of good talent there, because they fucking do. And we've blown them, you know, Every which way we can. Oh, we watched them for three months. Yeah, like we <laughs> yeah. we did the reviews every week. Yeah, um, you but, had a show de- dedicated to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can man. I'd like to see EC3 in Japan taking on like Will Osprey. For some reason, I was thinking of that same pairing. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I I don't know if it's like the bodies or what. I Jesus. Jesus, look at EC3. I don't know why. He must have got shunned in WWE just because he's EC3 and it's like gimmick Ethan Carter, Dixie Carter's like nephew or whatever. Like, but even when he when he first came uh, to NXT before he went to Impact, when he was uh, Derek Bateman. Yeah. He was good then. Yeah. And he had a great fucking look. He could work. He, I mean, he could work his ass off and he's fucking great on the mic. <sighs> Yeah, he's a good heel, man. I don't know, Speaking man. Of I think impact. I, I think I think Vince made a huge fucking mistake letting a lot of these guys go. He did, and a lot of people are shocked about Carl and Luke because they're in the main event of the first night of WrestleMania, and they, they saved WrestleMania. They saved WrestleMania, <laughs> yeah. And uh, they just signed those big fucking five year contracts. No, it's, I'm. I mean, I'm glad they're gone. This is what I wanted. Yeah, I think it was a, it needed to happen. Because they weren't getting used properly, yeah. other than WrestleMania. I thought that was great, like we talked about. But I, I think it was time. I think it was getting stale. They didn't know what to do with them. It was the same with Matt Hardy when he came back. They didn't know what the fuck to do with that. Like, and, and on the list here, like, okay, Primo and Epico, love to see them as a tag team in the indies and do another stuff. Leo Rush, go hang on the indies for a while and, you know. Aiden English, really don't care. EC3, um, I mean, I do care. Like, I'm sorry you got released, yeah. but, like, yeah. I, I don't. And Aiden English is a great wrestler. It's, yeah. it's a shame that he got wasted and is doing commentary I just don't care where 205 he lines Live. Up. Like, you know what I mean? Because we haven't seen him. Yeah. We don't watch 205. Uh, Maria Canales, Mike Canales, they'll go to Impact. Mike Kyoto the, the... will be back, dude, surely. Oh, definitely. I think uh, Mike and Maria will go back to Japan. Yeah, yeah. Or Ring of Honor. I think that's where they'll go. Because, I, mean, I mean, they were like family to, to all those people over there. 
And though like those videos of fucking Maria with Anderson and Gallows doing the yeah. thing. Yeah. I'd love to see that again. That would be fucking great. No way Jose would be a great Ring of Honor personality, I think. I think he would do really good in Ring of Honor. I think he needs to go back down to the Indies and work on yeah, it. Yeah, he more. does. Build build a different character because yeah. I mean obviously he can't do this the conga line shit which I wouldn't want to fucking do that shit anyways. He was fucking, like uh, fucking Adam Rose too. That's dude. I was literally that was about to come out of my mouth when I said he is and you said Adam Rose two That's fucking what I was about to say. I, I I still don't know why they changed Adam Rose from Leo Kruger. Like I I, I still know. don't get that. Who fuck is? I thought that gimmick was fucking great. Oh, because he's Adam Rose, pal. It makes sense. Give him a fucking Easter bunny. We'll make toys out of it. Mattel. Get Mattel on the line. Yep. <laughs> Kurt Angle, maybe. I mean, he'll be back in the future. So doing something. He'll be there for a one-off. Man, I, I'd like to see fucking Angle backstage at AEW helping them out. That would, Dude, if he was an agent at AEW, I mean, that would just elevate them to another level. Zach and Kurt, I want to see them in AEW. Because I want to I see too. them wrestle. I love Kurt Hawkins. I mean, I mean, you, everybody knows I love Zack Ryder, but I fucking love Brian Myers. Yeah, like I think I think he is one of the most underutilized talents that WWE had. Oh, oh, we forgot to mention Heath Slater. Yep, dude, another fucking like just fucking kills it. Great in the ring, great on the mic, funny as fucking hell, and just he he was with the company for sixteen fucking years. Okay, here's the thing. Here, here we go. Here's the conspiracy. Uh, Jinder Mahal got. This is 3MB. Jinder Mahal left, got Did you see the memes? Jackson came, no, I didn't, but he got Jack <laughs> and came back. Drew McIntyre left, got Jack, got really good in the Indies and came back. So he's both Slater, world dude. champions yep, now. Both world champions now. So, or they were and are. So it's his turn. Heath Slater could do it, man. Yeah. He's got kids. I- I'd love for Zach and Kurt to go to AW for like five years and Zach come. Because I mean, Zach's a year older than me, he's 34. Actually, his birthday's the day after mine. Yeah. Um, and it's sad that I know that, but I'm fucking weird. Um, you're a, I'm a mark. You're a mark, dude. I'm a mark. I'm a, I'm a mark for Matt. Um, but I'd like to see him go to AW for like three, four, five years, something like that. Come back to the Fed, like right under 30 or 40. Like AJ Styles coming in, you know? Yeah. Make it a big deal. Zach's coming back and put the fucking title on him. Yep, so Because that, that's all he needs. And then he's Grand Slam. Yeah. He's had every other title. That's true. That is very true, yeah. And that would be great because, I mean, that's all he wanted to do his whole life was be in the Fed. Yeah. And he got to live his dream for 14 years. So even if even if he doesn't come back, and I mean, he's still, I mean, to be able to be employed by them for so long, even though, you know, you had ups and downs, mostly downs. Yeah. But, I mean, dude, I'll never forget that fucking ladder match at WrestleMania in Dallas. Yeah. And I, I called it on Twitter half an hour before the show started. And I said, Zach Ryder wins the intercontinental title tonight. Mm-hmm. And he got thrown into that match. Cause Neville got hurt. I was there at your house for that one too. So I got to witness the excitement. Was that the one I was there? 31, right? No, no, that was, uh, 32. Uh, okay. Yeah. You weren't at my house for that one, but we, we were texting quite often. And I remember texting you like, Oh my God, he fucking did it. And then they made him drop it the next day. Yeah, that was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I mean, I'm just like that yeah. was the that yeah. was the the best part of the whole story is the dream comes true, and then he goes and he drops it the next night. We should probably yeah. talk about 
Spring Stampede, nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, let's yeah, let's let's wrap this. First up. of all, next week uh, is some of my third beer. TNA so Lockdown two thousand and nine, our first actual full TNA pay per view review. Dude, so. it's weird too because I mean, whatever the what was it thirteen? Yeah, I thought thirteen had it locked in. Yeah, I voted and then I one. I checked it. I checked it when it, when it finished because I got a notification on my phone. I was like, holy shit, how did that one just come out of fucking nowhere and sneak a win? Yeah. And it's actually, but, I mean, we don't I have don't... to subscribe either. That, that full one's on YouTube. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, cool. Awesome. That works out great then. Yeah. There uh, we go. All right. That was a good one. So next week, make sure you tune in to listen to the TNA Lockdown 2009 episode with Mick Foley and Sting in the main event for the TNA world title. I'm sure that's a barn burner. Six sides of steel. Yeah, two old men and they're wrestling for that'll, that. That'll put some asses in seats. The names will, but like I've seen yeah. the match before, so anyway. Is it I mean, how is it? It it's pretty much what you'd expect in two thousand nine with Sting and McFoley. Like okay. it's as good as it so, can I be. So I mean I'm not I'm not gonna be let down or or super, super excited about yeah. it. Yeah. Like the other parts of the show are gonna be good, but uh I fell asleep watching that one quite a few times because it's on YouTube, so. And not shitting on them because I love them both. Yeah, yeah. Like, Mick Foley actually followed me on Twitter for, like, two years. And then I think I pissed him off at some point. Well, you probably, you know. Anyways. Uh, On April 6th, 1997, was Spring Stampede for WCW in Tupelo, Mississippi at the Tupelo Coliseum with 8,356 people there. It actually shows the buy rate. 0.58 buy rate. Whoa. And I I did read in, like, old Wrestling Observer newsletter files on Reddit that that Spring Stampede did a better buy rate than WrestleMania did in 1997. Wow. So, that's... 97 was 13. 97 was 13, yeah. So, that's how... I mean, that's how hot WCW was versus WWF at the time, but... You didn't And Uncle know. Terry's not even on the card. Yeah, I actually made a joke about that in my notes. I noted, I wrote all this down on paper at work because I, I watched okay, most of this we'll at work. save it. Well, no, I just thought it was funny. Uncle Terry wasn't there, so the pay-per-view probably costs less. It costs less, <laughs> and he still got a payday from it, I'm Dude, sure. Dude, how are you that – you're such a big leaguer that you get paid – like, if you're on the show, it's $5 more. That's funny, dude. It just cracks me up. Le- Levi's drunk, by the way, everybody. I can tell. Oh, I'm not drunk. He's fucking hammered. It's too early for that, dude. I can't do that. It's almost five. Oof. I got stuff to do, man. (laughs) I still got to start the grill. I got to drive. I'm doing burgers and dogs today. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, So anyways, let's see here. We had, of course, the video package at the start that runs down the card. We got Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan, Dusty Rhodes on commentary for this one. And uh, it's always great to watch these old WCW when Dusty was on commentary. Yeah, Dusty was great. Talking about the pay He window. brings a whole different fucking dynamic yeah, to does. the fucking show. Uh, Ultimo Dragon and Rey Mysterio Jr. to open the show. Uh, I had a question about that for yeah. you. What are your feelings about how they would alternate Ultimo and Ultimate? Because here he's Ultimate. Yeah, I noticed that. I don't. It bugs the shit out of me. Because he's Ultimo Dragon to me. That's yeah. who he is. Even the Fed had him, Ultimo Dragon, when he was there mm-hmm. for a little bit. He was in the Fed for, like, maybe a year, I guess. I don't even know if it was maybe that Maybe it was long, a dude. one-off. It, I was super bummed because after he slipped on the stage at WrestleMania, he was kind of done. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was that awesome. Sealed too. the deal. Uh, he was such a dude. He's still fucking wrestling, and that blows my fucking mind. He's like a uh, dude that just retired. What's his name? Liger. Juice and Thunder Liger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, this. Ultimo, I think Ultimo Dragon definitely goes into the Hall of Fame one he day. He has to. He'll go into every Hall of Fame he can go into. Uh, well, he held nine belts at once. That's yeah, that's right. That was him. And Dusty makes note of that in the in the match. No, not on Bills, baby. Fourteen minutes and fifty five <laughs> seconds. This was, you know, really good opener as usual from the WCW Cruiserweight division around that time. You know, a lot of stuff you'd expect from these guys: the technical stuff, the high spots, the wrestling on the mat. Just, it was just a really like well balanced opener. You know. One of those matches that you're going to put your phone down and watch because you know it's going to be fucking good. Yep, because you're going to pick it up for the rest of the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially the second Yeah. Match. Um, there was – what was I going to mention about it? I think it was like they did Hogwild, World War Three, and then this. And I believe this is like in between. I think it was like the Hogwild match was the best, World War Three was like the third, and this one was in the middle as far as that see goes. That so they did Hogwild 96 or 97? See, that's what I... I'm trying to remember because I had Hogwild 96 on VHS. Because Uncle Terry's on the, on the Harley. Oh, of course he is. Flex. He got paid. Because he's big dude. league. Yeah, oh, dude, he, got he got paid big. Turner Entertainment Home Video, I mean, really marked that Like, up. that was I actually, a $5 VHS, but because Terry's on it, it's 10 I remember <laughs> I bought it at a... Uh, it was before FYE. It was Sam Goody, and I bought it there. Uh, my Uncle Danny, shout out to my uh, godfather, Uncle Danny, uh, bought me that for. I actually just told a story about him on Wham Sports last week. He's getting he's uh, getting over, dude. Oh, super, and he should because he's a fucking badass. But he bought me that VHS, that one, and Bash at the Beach '96. They were fifty bucks a piece. Okay. Brand new. Fifty bucks a piece. 50 bucks a fucking That's, pop. Dude, Terry got like 30 of that. And I was fine with it. And so was my Uncle Danny. Because he's like, oh, you you love wrestling. If you want to get it. Thanks, Danny. Get it. Shout out to Uncle yeah. Danny, dude. Yeah. Oh, I've got great stories about him. Uh, So, yeah, that was a great opener. If you watched nothing else from this, watch that in the main event. And, and there's a couple on this one you should watch. Yeah. Uh, Lee Marshall tries to interview Kevin Nash, but he gets held back. And uh, Scott Steiner. Old six Pac. Yeah, Six Pac's in the doorways. Well, what I didn't like was in the middle of the match, they do that. Like, they do the cutaway. They split The screen. cutaway, yeah. yeah. Dude, that pissed me off. I was like, what the fuck? This is one of your best matches on the card, and you're going to fucking cut away. Yeah, and then they do it after the, after the match, and that's when Scott Steiner gets maced, and he's like, eh. And the reason this happened was because Scott Hall was in rehab. Yeah, so they did that. Or he no showed is what they said. He, he but he didn't though. He was in rehab. Oh, yeah, he was. That rehab. was the that was the confirmed. that was confirmed word on the street. That's what that was. Eric Bischoff confirmed that. Confirmed seventeenth hand. Yep. Uh, next up, we had the women's match for the WCW Women's Title, which I guess that was around for a hot minute. Akira Hakuto yeah. versus Medusa. And you know, I, I kind of made a joke about it there, but. Uh... It wasn't bad for a women's match in 97. You know, Medusa, Alundra Blaze, fucking legend. She's awesome. 
she was super fucking cool at Starcast, by the way. Yeah, that was I had that written down was that uh because of who was in this match, these two ladies, like two of the better actual like workers at that time. That's mm-hmm. why it was a decent match. And I and I also noted on there too that like around this time period in WCW, like mid nineties to late nineties, sometimes Japan was a saving grace for them when they needed somebody yeah. in the spot. And and Sonny Ono is a is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Like for real. Like he he really is oh, from okay. everything I've seen online. Like he's like kinda k- takes money from people. Damn, okay. Yeah. But I mean he was he was legit at that point, like helping them bridge the gap a little bit. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it was a good match. Um Akira Hokuto won. Oh, with fuckery, of course. With fuckery, yeah, from old sun ski or whatever. This uh, this event had quite a few matches with some uh, fucky finishes. Well, of course, it was 1997 in WCW. And Terry wasn't and on the card. So... Yeah, well, if he was, it would be the same way. Yeah, well, I mean, his match would definitely have some fuckery. Because he has to keep the belt. That's what works for him, brother. Yeah, he's got to spray paint somebody. Yeah, <laughs> and they... Uh... So after that match, they go straight to Prince Ikea versus Lord Steven Regal for the WCW Television Championship. And this one was probably about as slow as it gets because mm-hmm. it's William Regal working that British-style, old British-style wrestling mm-hmm. and working the arms. And um, people, like, a lot of people aren't really on board with Prince Ikea. Yeah, and when he first came in, I remember when I was a kid, I thought he was so fucking cool. Yeah. And then now going back and watching this kind of stuff, I'm just like, man, he wasn't really good. <laughs> yeah, there was something I caught at the end of the match is when William Regal, he does that STF type move or whatever. He yeah. does it twice. And then the first time, the uh, Ikea's legs just kind of slip out and then he just like lays them there and he doesn't even try to fix it. And so Regal does it, he does it a second time. And that time he actually keeps his legs in. Like... I'm, tr- I'm trying to think now. I, I should have made notes. I really should have. Uh, I didn't know you were going to. Or well, no, I just, dude, I was just bored at work, so I started writing shit down. Like, that's the only reason. Because I, I really didn't want to do notes, but I was like, if I don't do notes, I'm probably not going to pay a lot of attention to these mid-card matches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, w- it was not the best William Regal match. And he, I mean, he, I mean, obviously he was the better of the two. Oh, God, of course. But, I, like, I could but... watch Regal work someone's arm for five minutes it's okay <laughs> it's the way he does yeah it. it's uh, he's fluid, something man. about his fucking demeanor yeah and his his, his uh just fluidity so skilled. yeah fluidity there we there go. That's, go that's see i'm not is drunk. that a word yeah it is <laughs> you are drunk <laughs> uh yeah so that was an okay match prince ikea wins um i forgot how he oh he gets a roll up yeah yeah, I just, it was kind of like, you know, it was just there. Regal's, Regal's had much better matches, mostly in the Fed. So he's got good ones in early WCW too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he first came in, what, like 94? Yeah. Sir William Regal. Sir Stephen Regal. That's what it is. Um, Flair, is it right after this that Flair does the promo? No, it's, I think it's, no, that's right. It's Regal attacks. Prince like, hey, after the match, and uh, Mean Gene teases a click coming to WCW. Uh, 
the hotline. Yeah, and then Ric Flair. That's when Mean Gene interviews Ric Flair about the return. Yeah, Ric Flair is going to return soon, and then he talks. Flair's just kind of bullshitting about the Horseman and Hogan and him coming back. And then you get uh, Steve Mongo McMichael and Jeff Jarrett versus Public Enemy. And this is, I guess, just kind of there. Yeah, and that Mongo and fucking Jeff Jarrett, when they tried to pair him up, like it was just so fucking weird. Yeah, it was so random. That that whole storyline was weird. And then Deborah just, oh man, I don't even know anymore about her. Like, like I find it harder to go back and watch the old WCW when she's involved. Yeah. Cause she, I mean, she, her voice is just fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. But I think honestly though, in all honesty, like why they paired Mongo and Jeff Jarrett was because Jeff was such a great worker and Mongo was the drizzling. That shit. had to be why. That's that could be the only reason why. It's the only. That's the only thing I logically. Come up with. Yeah. Yeah. So this is you know it's there. It's a mid card thing. They kind of do their stuff and the match ends. It's like ten minutes long. Probably 10 minutes Public Enemy long. was fun when they, they were a thing. Yeah, Public Enemy R. was R. cool, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, R. they R. just got stuck in a... Like, if it was Jeff Jarrett versus Public Enemy, it would have been fun. It'd been a bit yeah, if it was match. like... Je- if, it if they would have did, like, a Jeff Jarrett-Rick Flair versus Public Enemy... Oh, that God, been that would have been amazing. Public Enemy wins. Um, I think this got, like... I'm pretty sure Old Meltzer gave this, like, a quarter star. Yeah, that's what it deserves. <laughs> Yeah. He got something right. Yeah. Uh, then Mean Gene is in the back with Harlem Heat. And this is one of the most legendary things that's ever happened in wrestling history. Oh, you were so excited. Oh, uh, I know I was because I forgot that this was the show that it happened. And then I saw them. Like, it came up on the screen. It started playing. And I was like, holy shit, this is it. Hulk Hogan, we'll come up for you. Beep. <laughs> Beep. Yeah, so anyway, it's a good promo. You know, he just kind of slips up and he... He got excited. Yeah, his roots came out. You know, where he grew up, that shit was normal, so... Yeah. Uh, And then we get Dean Malenko versus Beep, Beep in a U.S. title match. (laughs) With woman. With what? Beep, with woman. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Chris Benoit versus Dean Malenko, U.S. title match. It is a little... Like, after watching Dark Side of the Ring... It's a little, it's a little weirder because I see him and I'm just like, oh wow. Now I kind of know like some details that I, I guess you know, I didn't know. Honestly, the hardest part of watching this match was when she's yelling his name. Yeah. Oh god. When he's in trouble. Yeah. And I'm, and then I like think about Dark Side of the Ring and I'm like, oh my god, you know, I, I can't even talk about it. Yeah. But I mean, it was a great fucking match. It I, was. I, everything aside. Everything so good. You get, yeah, you get the shitty finish, which, I mean, after that fucking excellent fucking match between those two, yeah. the, the one spot I wanted to mention was when uh, they're on the apron and uh, Malenko suplexes Benoit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Off the apron. Yeah. And he lands like right on his fucking ass. Yeah. It was like on his leg, his like thigh and his ass. It looked like it hurt. Like I was, I just was like, oof. So like your ass bone had to be fucked up after that one. Uh. Yeah, but it's yeah that was that was rough, dude. But um, it's Matt wrestling, wrestling, you know, ring psychology. Just Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko doing what they know how to fucking do. 
And uh, Jacqueline, Eddie Guerrero, Arn Anderson, Jimmy Hart, and Kevin Sullivan. Those are everybody that interferes. <laughs> so too much. Like at least one too many. Yes, I would. And then the spot when after the match and uh, they put the U.S. title over Eddie's shoulder and he's got the sling. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want it. And they're like, he's like trying to put the brakes on. Yeah. To like not walk to the back. That was fucking great. Yeah. Eddie was so good. Eddie was amazing. And I, I had a I had a little note written that just says two little buff dudes. <laughs> like that's yeah. Dean Malenko oh, dude. and Dunwa, dude. Just two little buff guys. I, I don't think Malenko gets enough credit for how good a shape he was in. He was always in, like, good shape like that. Yeah. And he was tan, dude. Like, tan. It kind of sucks because, like, Benoit, Eddie, um, I guess you throw Jericho in there, and Malenko, or, or Perry Saturn, I guess, too. Um, Malenko, like, was kind of the one that is, like, him and Saturn are kind of just overshadowed by those guys. But, like, yeah. Malenko was... because they never had the world title. Yeah, exactly. So, and he was, he was really good. Like, I can see why, like, Dean Malenko is good enough to be a world champ. Like, if Chris Benoit could do it, he could do it, you know? And these are guys, like, they're known to have worked stiff, and I wrote that down, too. It was like, this was a stiff match, man. They beat the Dude, shit out of each chops. other. Yeah. Anyways, um, and then we get Kevin Nash versus Rick Steiner. I feel bad for Rick Steiner in this match because he just gets buried, man. He gets the hell. Yeah, he, he gets buried, but Nash was at least cool enough to let him get a lot of shit in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, he took some pretty like shitty fucking like the power slam was awful. Like most of the moves where Steiner picked Nash up just looked like they shit. good. I just no. I felt bad watching this with Rick Steiner. I was just like. I don't know, man. I just felt bad. I was like, like I hope Rick Steiner's got money, you know. Oh, he does. He's selling real estate now in Georgia. Oh, cool. Okay, he's good. Yeah, he's doing good. All right. I just wanted to make sure he still got. He's probably still got that Turner money too. Oh, I bet there's sure, some Turner man. money held back there. Isn't it kind of weird that uh, Rick never came to the Fed after WCW shut down? Yeah, I think Rick's a very under under uh appreciated talent underrated. yeah and underrated yeah. he he's really good man him and his brother both like rick is i always loved this headgear yeah and he had the the spike collar yeah. and the jacket with the spikes on the it. barking thing was a little weird yeah like the dog thing weird. the dog face <laughs> grim gremlin yeah yeah what the fuck does that mean because he's little like he's a shorter guy i, I don't know so they call him a gremlin I, I don't know i've heard some great fucking road stories about rick and scott um, Nash is like beating the shit out of him. He hits him on the the ring, the turnbuckles, like two or three that times. That took way too long to get way off, and they just ended long. up sliding yeah. down. <laughs> and then DiBiase gets on the apron and says, "That's enough." And Nash says, "You work for us, I'll tell you." And it's enough. And Nash pretty much just beats the shit out of Rick for ten minutes, and then drops him on the exposed turnbuckle three times, hits him with, kicks out of the first jackknife, gives him a second jackknife, and that's the match. That was a big deal, though, the, the fact that he kicked out of the first jackknife, I thought. Yeah, that was kind of, like, that's the one part of the match where I was like, okay, he did get a little bit of, like, he's he looks strong. He kicked out of a jackknife. Yeah. He's yeah. not just shit in their eyes. A little swig of some water ski. Um, water ski doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, you can put a ski on anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Giant and Lex Luger are interviewed. 
by Mean Gene, and neither of these guys are good on the mic, so it's just like, okay. <laughs> You're like, all right. Yeah, uh, and then we get the four corners match, in quotation marks. Which was basically a fucking tag match. It was match. a tag match. That's all it was. It drove me fucking nuts. Yep, and they're trying to sell it. They're trying to hammer that home, too. I loved when uh, Bobby Heenan, when Harlem Heat has Luger in their corner and they're beating on him, and uh, and Bobby Heenan goes, Giant should get over there and get some blows on Luger, too, because, you know, this is first shot at the world title. Yeah, exactly. And, like, yeah, it's just a tag match. And because um, there was something I saw somewhere, and it was like, okay, well, if it's a four corners match, then why doesn't Stevie Ray just lay down in the ring for Booker T then? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Oh, also the fucking gnarly-ass suplex that Stevie Ray gave Lex Luger dropped him right on his fucking noggin. Yeah. yeah, and then... That was brutal. And then the Giant's like a true friend and lets... Uh, he tags Lex in to give him the torture rack and get the well, win. I mean, the Giant just had a... I mean, he had a run with Hogan. Yeah, so he's good. The year before. I know, so he, but... Yeah, it, he's straight. I know, but it's still like, wouldn't you want another run with Hogan if you were actually, like, if it was a shoot? That's true. That's kind of how I think of it. Sometimes. This is actually around the time where I went to a WCW house show because Luger and Giant were tagging. Ah, dude, I'm so interested. In, I want to see WCW house show footage. Go on YouTube, dude. It's, it's there. When I think of and house they're, shows. They're good, dude. They're fun. Yeah. I love watching house shows. I know. When I think of house shows, I just think of the Fed. So I'm like, I forget that TNA and WCW have them too. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that means Lex gets to go on and face... Hogan, I don't remember when that would be then. I guess, uh, what is, this is Spring Stampede, so maybe Slamboree, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'll check. I don't remember Hogan even being Slamboree 97. Let me, let me look at Slamboree 97 real quick and see what the main event is. Uh, it's definitely not Hogan. <laughs> it's probably yeah. a Nitro match. They probably get it on Nitro. Yeah, dude, maybe that was not even around. Later on in 97 is when Luger won it on Nitro and then dropped it back to Hogan at Road Wild. Because they renamed it Road Wild from Hogwild. Yeah, there was some issue so with Harley. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's probably what it was. Um, and then we get uh, we get an ad for Slamboree, and then we get Macho Man versus DDP and an ODQ match. This is a trilogy, and I know it's here and at Great American, Great American Bash. Bash. Where's the other one? And uh, Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc, okay. I like the Spaced Out trilogy. Yeah, it's good. This storyline was, I mean, it won Feud of the Year, PWI. Yeah, it did. And this one is on my best WCW pay-per-view matches, Volume 1, which they've never released Volume 2. But this is the one that's on there out of the three matches. So, I, I, If I remember correctly, this was the best one. I think, I think it is, yeah. Because I, I, like, I enjoy it because it's no DQ, but it's also a match. Like, I could watch DDP and Macho in the ring for... Like just doing regular wrestling match, but uh, this this one was so good. I mean, just the build up to it, uh, Kimberly being in Playboy and Macho calling her out on it, and Liz is fucking great here in that NWO fucking sparkly dress. Yes, I and, love that. And, and they're on the outside, you know, both with you know cheering their men on, even though Macho and Liz hadn't been together in years. Yeah, <laughs> but they put them together anyways. I love yeah. Um, I mean, it, this this match is one that even DDP has you know said before. This changed his fucking career. Yeah, elevated him. 
Yeah, so, I mean, you have... If you watch anything from this, it's this match. It's, I mean, it's... You can watch it on YouTube. I think they have the full match from WWE. Uh, or you can watch it on the network, whatever. I mean, you can watch the whole show. But this one definitely is the one to watch. And there's a lot of fuckery that goes on. But it's an ODQ, so I can forget this match. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to happen in an ODQ. Yeah. Like, Malenko and Benoit, you can find... They have other better matches. Rey Mysterio. The match was great. Yeah. The Benoit Malenko. But, it's I mean, it was... The finish it, was stupid. Yeah, that's what I mean. You can find them. On a card that just had fucking just... Garbage. Shitty finishes to, to begin with. But wasn't a bad card. It on, and, and on paper, it's not a bad card. But kind of the execution... It, I guess I didn't... I didn't hate the show. Like, Kevin Nash and Rick Steiner... Like, I enjoyed that match. It was just... I felt like Steiner got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And, like, Malenko and Benoit, that was a great match. Finish sucked. Uh, Public Enemy, Mongo, and Jeff Jarrett, it was yeah. there. It was, like, the one throwaway. Yeah. Regal and I. Even the women's match you know. was good, yeah. but the finish sucked. Yeah. It's, yeah. That was WCW's claim to fame, I guess, in 97. It was a shitty finish. Yeah. Yep. So, anyways, yeah, if you're, if you're going to watch anything from this show, definitely DDP and Randy Savage. And I guess they kind of carry the summer because Hogan's not around. Yeah. I wonder what he was doing. What, uh, he might have been doing one of the shitty TV movies this time. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Get, well, I mean, he's getting ready for Rodman coming in because they talked about Rodzilla for a second. That's at, when does he come in? That's at Hulk. Bash the Beach. Oh, Bash the Beach. Yep. Yeah, he does the tag with uh, uh, DDP and Carl Malone. That's right. That's the big, yeah, that's the big. It's amazing because that match to me, I have like, as far as wrestling goes, I'm not interested in, but like at the time, you're like, well, I gotta wear that pay per view because that's a big deal. Dude, they, they, after the pay per view went off the air, ESPN Sports Center cut right to the finish and like gave like the statistics on the screen, like that shitty, weird tan screen they used to put yeah, up with the stats yeah. on it after, after a game. Dude, it was weird seeing uh, wrestling on ESPN. Especially if it wasn't the Fed. It was Bash of the Beach was Lex Luger and the Giant defeated Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman. The Giant? Yeah. Lex Luger and the Giant defeated Hogan oh, and Rodman. Oh, yeah, yeah. The next year was... 98? 98 was DDP and Rodman. Okay, that makes sense. Let's see that. Yeah, that can, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But yeah, they did, the, they did both. So the only reason Hogan was there for Bash of the Beach is because that's when he turned heel... The year before, brother, but also because Dennis Rodman's there, and if Dennis Rodman's going to get paid, yeah, it's big money. Pay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's big. It's a big payday for the brother That's, of all what's brothers. What's funny is Bash brother. of the Beach shows Jeff Jarrett defeated Mongo McMichael. Something went wrong there. Ugh. Chris Benoit defeated the Taskmaster. We'll have to do some. We got to. Yeah, we'll do some bashes this summer. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, watch Macho Man and uh, DDP, uh, Ray and Ultimo. Watch the start of the show and the end of the show. You yeah. can watch the whole show if you want, but yeah, and uh, yeah, do the do the opening, do Benoit and Malenko just for the the actual match before the finish, and then do the main. Yeah, that'll do it. All right. Well, uh, next week, like I said, TNA Lockdown 2009, our first ever TNA review. Is this the? Are you excited to watch your first? Well, it's not your first full TNA pay per view, is it? Is this the first time? Yes. Oh. This would be my, f- other than the first event. I watched the first event when Impact, Impact Plus first came out. Okay. So, 
So I watched that. So, but I mean, like a legit TNA pay per view. Yes, this is my first one. All right. Wow, that's exciting. I wa- I did this Sting and AJ match. We did the watch along, which I put out on uh, the main feed. Oh, okay. That's what you were talking about. But okay. yeah, but other than that, no, I've never watched a full TNA pay per view. So I'm kind of yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. And we've had some requests, so that's exciting. Well. This will this will open the door to some more TNA stuff because I I definitely yeah. want to watch like a sacrifice or like a hardcore justice or hard justice. Oh yeah, we'll do we'll do a bunch of weird stuff yeah. now, especially because we don't know when the fuck this shit's gonna be over with. So we have nothing better to do. Maybe we'll do a sacrifice in May then. Okay. I think that's a I think Sounds that's good. a May thing. Anyways, all right. We'll, yeah, we'll do that and uh, maybe a slamboree. Yeah, we'll have to do a slamboree. All right, well, follow the show, Heels and Quads on Twitter, Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. We're taking her home. I'm Levi D. Zindel on Twitter, Levi Zindel on Instagram. And uh, follow me at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. Check out, uh, we watched a movie on YouTube. Wham Sports. We watched a movie uh, on uh, wherever you get podcasts, wherever you listen to this. Check them out, too. Just type in Wham Podcast Network, W-W-A-M Podcast Network, and it's we watched a movie, Us and Wham Sports. Well, there it is. Check that out. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads. Buy the shirts. Buy everybody that got released. Buy their shirts. I bought uh, a Gallows and an Anderson shirt. I didn't buy the new ones, but I bought uh, Grizzled Young Vet from Gallows and Famous Hoot from uh, Carl Anderson. I was wondering if you were going to buy those or buy some of their shirts. Oh, I did. Yeah. That was the first thing I did. I think I'm going to get on PWTs today. Get me some shirts. It's uh, it's worth the money. Yeah, it is. I still got to get the uh, Dick Vansky shirt, though. <laughs> I'm going to do that at some point. You know, it's a, Maybe you know you're a fan whenever you buy their shirts over your own Dick Vansky shirt. <laughs> yeah, I was I was like doing my cart, and I was like, I'm only going to get two today. And Amanda, I was I put the Grizzled Young Vet one in there. I was like, well, if I get a Gallows, I have to get an Anderson. Yeah. And Amanda's like, just do it. And I was like, but I want my Dick Vansky shirt. And she was like, well, get that next week. I was like, all right, cool. Get that on the next uh the next big payday from Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. yeah. End of the month. We're getting some money. Look out. Uh-huh. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week with some TNA lockdown. Immediately. They kind of dragged the uh, outro out because it's been cutting off. Just so you know. Okay. So tell your friends, tell your enemies, pause for a minute, and then click off. Okay. Just heads up. Okay. All right. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Talk to you next week. Three. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more.